This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. It's the perfect five-minute show for you to enjoy on your commute to work. Or, if you're not allowed to commute anymore, it's the perfect way to kill two hours and ten minutes by binging a bunch of old news from the comfort of your home. Enjoy the show. It's Sunday, March 15. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. The death toll rising in the U.S., more than 60 dead. The number of cases topping 3,000. If you think you're in line with the outbreak, you're already three weeks behind. Elected officials taking unprecedented measures to keep people safe. Those voices are discussing COVID-19, the rapidly spreading respiratory illness that's brought forth more changes to society than the speeches of every Academy Award recipient in history combined. Communities around the world are facing unprecedented uncertainty as they continue to grapple with the virus, marking that January weekend in which the former star of The Apprentice launched a missile attack against Iran's second most powerful military figure in the middle of his impeachment seemed like a quaint period of relative calm and stability. The global pandemic has dramatically altered life around the world due to social distancing, a method of separating yourself from society at large that, up until now, was only practiced regularly by those friends of yours who got sucked into CrossFit. To reduce transmitting the virus to others, working from home has become the new normal, giving the Roomba somebody to talk to, and schools have closed down for perhaps the remainder of the year, fulfilling every high schooler's dream of a never-ending spring break, spent on a living room couch next to a shirtless father who's trying to figure out how to turn the camera off on his Chromebook during a teleconference. In the United States, the realities of a locked-down life are only beginning to settle in. At the peak of the virus in China, citizens were forced to do their best impression of a Twitch streamer after the government mandated they could only leave the house once every two days. In Italy, the current epicenter of the outbreak, even gatherings like weddings and funerals have been banned, which has, presumably, devastated the market for black suits. In the U.S., mandatory shutdowns of bars, restaurants, and retail stores in cities like New York are only just beginning to take effect which is unfortunately likely to lead to that local artisan gift shop selling t-shirts with illustrations of the shape of your state going out of business a few months ahead of schedule. All of these measures are essential to help flatten the curve and prevent the healthcare system from being overwhelmed by the sheer influx of coronavirus cases. And even though dramatic action is being taken now, there's a palpable sense that it's still not enough. Even today, there are tons of people hanging out on the beach in Florida, which is insane and something that I would never do, even if there wasn't a virus. One major reason people might not be taking this pandemic as seriously as the word pandemic seems to suggest is that up until recently, President Trump seemed to believe that the virus wasn't much of a problem. There's no need to apply bronzer around the circles of your eyes when you've already covered the rest of your face. But this thing is nowhere near being over. And I don't know how prepared we are to grapple with its long-term impact. And I'm not talking about running out of toilet paper. I'm talking about running out of patience. It may seem like a novelty at first to work from home for a week, putting on Westworld in the background as you fake being productive in a Slack channel. But subtract daycare and add a sick parent and multiply that by two months. The energy we've seen so far behind this sense of collective sacrifice has been encouraging. And I hope that we'll be able to maintain it as things become more difficult and people become bored, exhausted, and depressed from the confines of studio apartments across the nation. And unfortunately, we can't turn to the president for clarity or moral guidance because he's more concerned with 
pardoning Michael Flynn, attacking Vanity Fair, and securing strategic reserves of Botox for his wife, daughter, and son-in-law. I'm not a particularly sentimental guy, but over the next few weeks and months, the only people we're going to be able to turn to is going to be each other, which is another way of asking you to subscribe to this podcast. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Miller Tai, whose family owns a Chinese restaurant in Wichita, Kansas. Miller, thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure. On Saturday, O.J. tweeted about supporting local restaurants during the coronavirus outbreak. Hello, Twitter world. This is yours truly. These are American people trying to keep their business going. And you know, as well as I know, we all love Chinese food. Order, take out, go in. Let's just support these Americans who are trying to stay in business. Miller, what do you think about what OJ had to say? I appreciate the sentiments that OJ is trying to pass along because a lot of these restaurants are made up of American workers just trying to pay bills, put food on the table, and keep a roof over their head. Um, And even though they are a restaurant that are selling Chinese food does not mean that they should not be patronized any less for it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? Oh, he's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Miller, thanks for joining me. Wash your hands, please. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps. I'm at underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll be hearing me every week because I am stuck at home just like all of you. I I will be here. I will be recording. I will be writing. And you know what? If you, if you want to hear from me, just uh, just uh, just just keep listening because I, I got I, I I'm not gonna stop. I got nothing else to do. I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. I'm not, I, I've I've got nowhere to go. And and neither do you. <laughs> <laughs>